0: you <laughs> Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, September 25th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax, let's start off talking about Justin Fields and just how impressive he's been uh, through four games. Just how much better is he than you expected? Uh, just you know, what, what do you want to say about uh, young Mister Fields?
1: He has more touchdowns through four games than Dwayne Haskins did last year. Do I need to say much more than that? I mean. It's, uh... And to throw in with that, he has one turnover, which was the safety at the start of the game, which is kind of just a fluke kind of play, right? It's not like he threw a dumb pick or he wasn't protecting the football running with it, right? So he's been phenomenal. I mean, you can criticize a little bit about his accuracy where he throws the ball high sometimes. I think some of that's just his mechanics getting right and learning under a guru like Ryan Day. But at this point with, with Justin Fields, I kind of thought he'd originally have a progression like Troy Smith did the first year he took over as the starter, where it was sort of fits and starts, and he'd run the ball a lot when you know, and then he would have games where he would look like a star, and then he'd have games where he'd struggle. And all we've seen is machine-like precision. And the, you know, I know people are there's people who are listening going, well, why didn't you think Joseph Fields was going to be good? We know he was a highly rated guy. Yes, I know he's the highest rated recruit in the modern era to come to Ohio State. We all were aware of how good he could be. I don't think anybody expected him to be this good this early. There's been no curve. The curve is a straight line up, and then he stayed up there. It's a right angle. It goes, starts at the top and goes to the right. Like it, it, The only way that you cannot be overhyped about Justin Fields at this point is the fact that OSU's schedule has been fairly light. But Cincinnati's not a terrible team, and Fields carved them up too. So You know, I I think there's things you're going to see development-wise with him in terms of leadership. I think those are some of the more natural things that take a while. But overall, the way Justin Fields has performed has vastly exceeded anyone's reasonable expectations. And if they're telling you otherwise, they're full of it.
0: And obviously, he's extremely talented. Um, How much credit do you give Ryan Day?
1: Oh, a lot. Let's face it, uh... Kirby Smart last year with Fields of Georgia kept trying to pigeonhole him as the running quarterback, right? And Jake Frome is a perfectly good quarterback, and I understand why they made the decision that they did, but Fields is a guy who can throw the ball. This is a guy who, at the Elite 11s, against Trevor Lawrence, was named the top quarterback. This is a guy who everybody in the country thought was going to be a future NFL guy, and he looks very much the part right now. But that all said, Ryan Day has shown now a pretty consistent track record of being a quarterback whisperer that Jim Harbaugh only wishes he could be. Uh, Fields came here, and we saw him in the spring game. He had troubles. And I think some of that was just learning a new system that he had just been thrown into. But at the end of the day, this is two straight years that Ryan Day has taken a first-time starting quarterback and turned him into one of the country's most productive players. That's not a coincidence. And I know both Haskins and Fields were highly recruited kids. No question about it. And both those kids had a ton of natural talent, no question about it. But there's a lot of people who are recruited who have a ton of natural talent that don't pan out in college football. And I'm not talking about the Shane Morrises of the world who only look good in shorts. There's a lot of kids who were very highly rated players who just for whatever reason didn't end up being stars at the college level. Do look no further than the Troy Smith example I gave. He ended up beating out Justin Swick. who was the number one quarterback in America when he was being recruited, right? Well, what you're seeing from Ryan Day is is that he seems to get the most out of his players on offense, particularly at the quarterback position. This is something that will not be overlooked by recruits going forward because Ohio State has done such a good job developing quarterbacks under Ryan Day that Joe Burrow ended up going to LSU and looks like a first-round pick. OSU had to pick between first-rounders from Ryan Day's tutelage to start last year. I think that says more than than enough about the way Ohio State's developing quarterbacks under Ryan Day.
0: Let's switch gears. Uh, Isaiah Pryor a couple days ago entered the transfer portal. Um, I mean, I I don't want to say it was no surprise. I didn't see this coming. Now that I think about it, that's really not a huge surprise. Just your reaction on Isaiah Pryor entering the portal.
1: Well, he's not from Ohio. He had the chance to start here, and he was eventually pulled from the starter's role. He hasn't seen the field a lot, and, you know, he's almost on the verge of graduation, it sounds like. So what he's doing here is preserving an extra year of eligibility to play two years wherever he goes. And somewhere like a school, like a Georgia Tech, closer back to home for him, he'd walk in and start from day one. And I think he realized that the level of talent here at OSU made it unlikely he was going to get back onto the field. And in the end, he made a decision for himself. And you can't be upset with the kid for that because, you know, he wants to play and he's going to get his degree. And these are the rules that are as laid out now. So everybody plays by these rules. And, you know, I think if an Ohio State fan gets mad about a kid entering the transfer portal, uh, they're being a little hypocritical because at this point, Ohio State has one of the top contenders for the Heisman Trophy quarterback because of the transfer portal. So, You know, I wish him the best. I'm not surprised. I understand the decision he made for himself. Uh, I certainly look forward to him getting his degree because that's one of the goals that all these kids should have when they come to Ohio State is to leave with a degree that can set them up for the future if football doesn't end up being their career. Let's face it, it's very difficult even for kids who go to a school like OSU to make a real significant lifelong living as a football player. I know we've got the highest paid running back and the highest paid wide receiver and the NFL's best punter and all this other stuff that come from OSU. But most of these kids get it a year or two at the NFL at most. They make a little bit of money and then they need to rely on their, their degree and their real life Wednesdays and everything. So uh, I certainly hope Isaiah Pryor uh, takes advantage of his degree and goes and plays somewhere else and succeeds for a couple of years. If I had to guess, it's Georgia tech and you know, best of luck too.
0: Very well said. And you know, I don't think Josh Proctor is going to play a ton now because Jordan Fuller is the free safety, and they're, you know, Proctor is a free safety. Isaiah Pryor was a free safety, but, you know, this does, it's one less, I guess, person to compete with behind Jordan Fuller. But when, when Proctor's out there, he looks impressive to me. I think he's one of these guys that maybe isn't always as consistent as he needs to be in practice, from what I've been told. But, man, when he's out there, I, I won't say he looks like Malik Hooker, because Malik Hooker, that's probably the best I've ever seen. For one, se- for one season, that's probably the best safety I've seen at Ohio State. Just talking about one season, not for a career. But, man, Proctor, when he's out there backs, he looks good, and maybe he'll get more of a chance now, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on Proctor too. He shows real natural instincts for the football, and you know, again, you cannot compare anybody to Malik Hooker, who had just that. Was, that that whole secondary was like a blip in time of just unbelievable play. You had three first rounders on the field, four really, when you include Denzel Ward. Uh, I, that's just if if you're Ohio State, you just you just show those guys in your NFL jersey and say this was our starting secondary three years ago. <laughs> you know, like that's unbelievable. But I, I, I agree with you a Proctor, man. He's a kid who it feels like eventually he's going to have a breakthrough moment. And when he does break through, he's going to end up being just a star level kid. You can see he has it. I think it's just developing the good habits he needs to get into on a daily basis. And that's easy for us to say, you know, but it's so hard to actually do. You know, they talk about winning the day. And you've got to really mentally condition yourself to be able to bring it on a daily basis. And I don't know if Proctor necessarily deserves to start over Jordan Fuller, who's an NFL player in his own right. So the, the truth is, is that if you're Isaiah Pryor, though, you looked at those two ahead of you and you went, uh, yeah, good luck to me. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. Proctor's got a couple years left of eligibility after this year. He's going to see the field of Fairmount this year. He could be a guy has a Brendan White kind of moment if he gets his own chance later this year because he certainly seems like a gamer. But this is what happens at a school like Ohio State when every year you recruit in the top two, three, four, five, right? It's not like you have a top five class and a top 15 class at OSU. The way Ohio State has recruited under Meyer and continues to recruit under Ryan Day is that you're going to have dudes a couple deep at every position. And that's a good thing. And it's going to create situations where guys leave early, either for the NFL or for more playing time elsewhere. And what that means is you're recruiting at a successful level. And I don't know, say Michigan, who sits there and tries to, like, crap on their kids' immediate eligibility elsewhere. Ohio State supports these kids in their transfers. They helped Blue Smith transfer to a school they were playing this fall. That's insane. Most schools always say, we'll help you, but you can't transfer in conference or to somebody we play in the future. Ohio State helped a kid transfer, two kids really, when you, can, when you consider the walk-on prater, transfer to Cincinnati when that was the second game of the year over the summer. So Ohio State's doing things right by these kids, and that's something that is going to build a reputation in a positive fashion of you're going to go there, and if it doesn't pan out, OSU will help you land on your feet. And that's a really, really, really positive thing for the outlook of the future of
0: the program. You brought up that team from up north. Um, is Michigan who you thought they were this year, or are they even worse than you expected?
1: Oh, I think they're worse than I expected. Uh, let's face it, this week they're playing Rutgers, and Jim Harbaugh has done one thing well in his career it's beat Rutgers 56 to nothing every year. But the, that's a team that. Over the summer, I thought Army would beat them. They almost did. Uh, I thought that Wisconsin game was a significant challenge for them. And Wisconsin was way better than I expected. They've had a nice bounce back. Wisconsin looks legit. Um, I don't know how Michigan beats Michigan State with that Michigan State defense. I think the whole program looks just discombobulated. Harbaugh doesn't he, – he seems like he's just like – he's like lost in space, you know. He's just staring off with his mouth open every time something happens. Uh, I think their defense has completely been destroyed by the last two games of last year. Really, it was the OSU game where they had all that swagger, and then all of a sudden they just got completely shredded. It's like their confidence was burst, and it's not come back. I don't. I said before the year I thought nine and three for them, maybe ten and two if a bowl game loss. I don't know, but I didn't think that they would win their biggest games. They're not beating OSU. They're not beating Notre Dame. Notre Dame, for all their history of fraudness, looked fairly legitimate against Georgia. Got to give them credit. I know it's your classic Notre Dame, you know, looked good losing, and they still lost, which is all true. But Notre Dame at least has talent and a quarterback who can play reasonably well. Notre Dame is going to throttle Michigan. So, I mean, by the way I see it, I don't see them beating Penn State. I don't see them beating Notre Dame. I don't see them beating Ohio State. If Sparty beats them, that's a 7-5 football team. And at this point, while it's Buckeyes, we should want Harbaugh to stay there as long as we can keep him there. Uh, because at this point, uh, somebody sent me a thing, and it was a picture of John Cooper, and it said, more rivalry wins than the last three Michigan coaches combined. I mean, that, that's a damning thing for the way that program's gone the last 15 years, isn't it? And I just don't know if they can justify keeping Harbaugh if he has a major regression this year. And it certainly looks like he doesn't know what in the world he's doing. You have to wonder if they're going to have a panic firing of Josh Gaddis at some point because uh, even Harbaugh's Stone Age offense was more effective than this. It seems like they kind of got an amateur who sold them the farm. And that whole program right now is just – when your wide receiver is is, is retweeting – a tweet that has hashtag fire Harbaugh in it, you know things are very, very, very bad up north. And for all of us, we should be gleeful at it. And for OSU fans, we should hope that maybe they get one or two wins against, you know, Sparty or, or Notre Dame or something, just so that he does enough that they keep him around. Because the idea of a Matt Campbell there is much scarier than the idea of a Jim Harbaugh there, that's for sure.
0: Great stuff as always from the People's Champ Matt Baxendale. Appreciate it, Bax, and I appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's we'll try the Buckeye Swag, best damn band in the land.